so I would say that the most like obvious one that sticks out to me about my personal life before knowing God's love for me was uh, when I was a kid, you know, growing up, I was raised in a nominally Catholic family, attended CCD uh, before it was called PSR. And um, I think like many American Catholics, um, you know, we said that we were Catholic, but I didn't have any relationship with God and don't know how much I really prayed or how consistent we were about going to mass. And as I got older and got into my teenage years, I think it, because of that, I struggled with like my identity. And um, that led to a lot of frustration because when you let the world define who you are, then you know, you're never gonna measure up and um, struggled with a lot of emotional pain because of that. You know, I wouldn't say that I, you know, ever suffered from like a diagnosable depression, but a lot of sadness and uh, even thoughts of suicide at times. And um, I was very blessed to uh, come to know God uh, through the life team program that was at my parish when I was in high school and uh, totally changed my life. I think there was actually like a moment that I can recall. Um, I went down to a uh, summer youth retreat at Franciscan University of Steubenville at the encouragement of one of my friend's moms. And I went as a teenage boy uh, because there were teenage girls there. And uh, um, I was enthusiastic about that and not really about anything faith related at all. And that weekend, I think was the first time that I experienced um, what I think Pope Francis calls like an encounter with God. Uh, there was a Eucharistic adoration on Saturday evening, I think like most formulas for retreats. And uh, it was the first time that I was like, oh man, like God is, God is actually real. God is actually a person and um, he loves me and wants to have a relationship with me. And, you know, I still screwed around that weekend and did stupid teenage stuff, not just that weekend, but throughout high school and even college. But um, once I had a taste of that, you know, it's like going to a fancy restaurant. Nothing satisfies like that experience. And so I think it set me on a course of always wanting more of that and knowing that, that that's what I was truly seeking in my heart. And, um, you know, obviously a transformation isn't just a one-time thing. Um, it's a process that takes years. And so I didn't come out of that weekend, like fully formed, like now I've got Jesus armor on and like my life is good from here on out, like the best behaved kid at life teen and stuff like that. That's never been my personality, but, um, I'm not sure that it ever will, but you know, God's working on that. <laughs> but like I said, it set me on this course of just like thirsting for, for more of that. And uh, my relationship with God through the Life Team program grew because of that thirst. It grew in college in uh, the program uh, that we had at the Newman Center. It grew in my relationship with my now wife, who I was uh, started dating uh, at the end of high school. And um, you know, I think that I have consistent experiences in my life where I taste that again. And I, I like to think of them as like a little bit of a foretaste of, of what heaven really feels like. And, um, you know, you can't get enough of those experiences. They, they remind you like why going to mass is important. Why, you know, chasing 
uh, this idea of who Christ has uh, us intended to be is worth it. So I think that title uh, is, is growing more and more beautiful to me the longer that I'm a father. So I've got three boys, um, Isaiah, who's five, Matthias, who's three, and Xavier, who's one. And my oldest, Isaiah, is playing t-ball this year. Uh, in spite of everything that's going on, somehow our community is still pulling it off. And um, we started practicing coach pitch recently. And he struggled with it. He's the youngest kid on the team. And the first time that he was at bat, you get five swings before they bring the tee in. And on the last one before we brought the tee in, I was coaching home. And so I'm helping him with it. And he said, I'm never going to be ready. And that like broke my heart a little bit for a second when he said it. But it it really um, made me realize like how God views us. Right. So me prior to my relationship with God was like that, you know, like I'm never going to be good enough. And I look at that and I say, I mean, is Isaiah going to be a professional baseball player? Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. Um, But he's always going to be good enough for me. You know, when I look at him, I there's a tenderness in my heart that, you know, anyone who's a parent can really. Uh, relate to. And anyone who has a parent uh, who they're close with has seen the look in a parent's eye uh, when they're looking down on you with love, especially in a moment where you're being hard on yourself. And so now as a father, I get to live that toward my son. And sometimes I have to remind myself that like the way that I feel in that moment is the same way that God feels for me, except more because I'm not infinite and he is. So I think, I think the best way that I feel it is through uh, two things. Experiences on retreats, I think a lot of people appreciate that. You know, when you have a time to escape, wind down from life and allow God's love and, and time with him to kind of wash over you. Um, but that's not, you know, something that can sustain you all the time. Um, but definitely through other people, my wife in particular, you know, the, the way that I feel like I look at my son when he's having difficulty uh, or he's frustrated about something. Um, You know, my wife does a really good job of emulating that type of love for me. And it's so greatly appreciated. I mean, she is just an incredibly humble and loving person. And uh, it's easy to forget that, you know, when you live with somebody long enough, you're going to, you know, cause friction and rub on each other and get a little annoyed with one another. But um, she does that. And And those times remind me that, like, you know, there's a reason that God uses our spouses to help lead us to to heaven. Uh, She's really good at that. I think that is is kind of tough for me because I guess I tend to be a pretty blunt and, like, straightforward person. And that's one thing that I really appreciated in college when I started to read a lot of C.S. Lewis. And uh, I think it was in mere Christianity. One of his responses to that sort of thing was like, you're not like you're not worthy of God's love. And that's okay. Like you don't have to be because he looks on you and says that your weakness, your failures, your sins, your shortcomings, uh, the areas where you struggle or the times like I have a tendency to wrap my identity in how good of 
uh, a husband or father I feel like I am compared to other people or how good I am um, at my job. Um, God looks on those things and like, that doesn't matter. You know, it's like when you create a masterpiece and uh, there are flaws in that masterpiece, the longer you look at it, the more you realize the beauty in it and the less you notice those um, little little uh, imperfections. And I think we got to remember that God uh, doesn't make masterpieces that are like one perfect little piece of artwork. He's making things that are like a symphony. And when those things play together, they do what they're supposed to do. 